When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. And I'm Andrea Allen. My name is Chemda. And today's guest is one of your favorite podcasters. If you don't know this podcast, you don't know podcasting You don't know yet. shit. <laughs> the host of Guys We Fucked. Corinne Fisher. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks show. for being hey, here. Hey, Corinne. This is great. This feels like this is a powerful table. I feel like we can make decisions for the world yes. from this table. This is great. I thought that's why we were getting together. Yes. This is a boardroom. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of cunts. Yeah. I like that. A lot of men would fear this room. For oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I like that we all know a lot about the inside of each other's vaginas. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel safe. <laughs> what else do people talk about? Besides the insides no of their vaginas? Listen, we know the weather. I have an app for that right so sure. everything else right you know, we got to catch up on yeah i love I no clue yeah i love to know the workings of a vagina we were talking before the show not about our vagina surprise mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we were talking about me being very very gross once again and, yes um, i'm to the dirt ball <laughs> so, you're the only dirt ball that i uh tolerate yeah that's true <laughs> we all have one <laughs> someone has to help me clean you just have such a kindness of spirit that i uh handle that you're you're wearing croc sandals and socks on a regular basis okay. and that's me because i'm a judgmental bitch but Thank you. <laughs> i left my sneakers in the studio and there's no other way to go about this sandals and socks all day baby so i used to go to this um thai place named planet thai it was in williamsburg brooklyn before like this was 25 years ago there was literally that in a mexican place no atm in the entire of williamsburg and this place was cash only what year was this um, 95, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. Who lived in Williamsburg that you knew? Uh, a musician. What? <laughs> oh, so, so a guy you were fucking? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> nice. No. That's I, how many. I'm like, I, when I think of the stupid situations, places I've been in because of some dude. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm like, I was even the earlier today, I was like Googling flights to Denver and I was like, what? You're successful. You want What are you doing to yourself? Oh, oh I used to take. <laughs> it's happening. I used to take a train to Connecticut to fuck an underground poker dealer who <laughs> didn't even like me also oh she thought it was god. upstate new york oh my god <laughs> i mean whatever i used She's to go would leave i would leave my apartment in manhattan to go to suburban new jersey <laughs> to go fuck a 48 year old man who lived with his grandmother no. in a colonial style house Ooh, we're like all unwell <laughs> Oh my we're God. all. What were the benefits of that? He had a car. I don't Corinne, know. I, I don't know. Corinne, I have I don't a car. Know. <laughs> I have a car. I mean, okay, my guy had a tongue no piercing and uh, knew how to play the drum. I want better for you both. My oh guy God. was a Rastafarian drum and bass <laughs> vegan. Yeah. 
First living in Williamsburg. I believe he started the trend. Yeah. I mean, back then, being vegan was like unheard of, right? Unheard of, yeah. How, how did you meet this? How did uh, he get sustenance? Yeah. <laughs> By eating your pussy? Like, what? No. What is, what, how did you find this Williamsburg vegan? I mean, I, almost every person I've ever loved is a Williamsburg vegan, but that was like five years ago. Yeah. It, it was, I met him randomly. I used to just talk to people because, you know. On the street? Yeah, yeah. sure. I was in a restaurant. Yeah. What were you, from Canada? <laughs> yeah, right. That's my shtick. And then I went to his show at the cooler in the meatpacking district before it boomed into. What do you the, mean the cooler? Yeah. The cooler. It used to be an actual meatpacking place. You could still see the hooks where the right. meat went. And this was like oh. it turned into this venue. Was it cold? Was it the actual meat locker? <laughs> you wish. Yeah. I do wish. Like the germs could not live in that setting. I love that. I thought it was just like a show he did around a, a cooler in his living room. <laughs> it was in a Western beef. <laughs> and I'm like, can I move in here? I love you. I I'm in love with that you. guy too. <laughs> So wait, so the meatpacking district used to literally be, you know, a meatpacking district. Right. So was this the beginning (laughs) of the like boot, like this is an industrial area and now the artists are moving in? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And how many shows would you go to there? Um, Actually, I learned about the cooler from him. I maybe went to like a couple shows there. Okay. It was... uh, Luckily, there was a lot of disgusting places for me to go. Sure. You were, <laughs> that was your element. 1995 New York was like Kemda's yeah. dirty paradise. Oh, I'm yeah. so sad I missed that. Yeah. Oh, you gosh. all would have thrived yeah. there. I was, I was more like a 2000 yeah. New Yorker. Well, so you two crossed over in like the limelight. The limelight thing. Yeah. I remember limelight. Yeah. yeah. I was I was big into limelight. Uh, I remember just like dressing like a total whore. I love this. Yeah, I know. I miss that. Already I'm in. Like I miss. <laughs> I still dress like a total whore. Right. Like I. I in two- That's one of my favorite things about you, honestly. Like <laughs> the way you dress on stage. I've always. I'm always like, that's someone like female Jeff Leach over here. <laughs> I, yes. I'm still wearing bikini tops as shirts. And I'm like 31 and it's not yeah. stopping oh, anytime soon. I fucking soon. love it. I fucking love it. I man. dressed in 2000 the way you dress now. I'll dress this way till I'm an old woman. Yeah, like there were a lot of fishnet shirts, a lot of see-through oh. shirts. I was big on the see-through shirts. Yes, yes, me too. And the yeah. platforms. Yeah. The platforms as high as possible, dancing at Palladium oh, and Limelight. Yeah. Palladium and Limelight were my favorites. Oh, wow. Um, I really enjoyed Limelight because there were places to hide. Yeah. <laughs> and watch people get finger blasted. Or from get finger blasted. Yeah. I heard. Did you? Yeah, I just heard you could do there that. There was some good finger blasting happening. Yeah. Because it was Avalon right after yes. Limelight. And I was like, Avalon was like, I really went to it a lot when it was Avalon. Yeah, that it was changed like a my- little bit. The culture changed, I think, when they when they changed the name and everything because it had gotten shut down and it was just... All the I, best places do. Yeah. I didn't have the right shoes for Avalon. <laughs> was Avalon like a fancier version of Limelight? Yes. Wasn't that, it wasn't that fancy. I mean, I don't know I don't know what you're accustomed to since you have, you have a Planet Thai vibe <laughs> yeah. over here. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm certainly not a classy gal, but... <laughs> they don't know the Planet Thai stores. Okay. This... <laughs> Take us to Planet Thai. Yeah, please. It was the best Thai restaurant to this day. I still miss it. R.I.P. Well, it seems like it was authentic because the name is Planet Thai. I think that's, is that a place in Thailand? Yeah. (laughs) That's probably where the the owners were from. They thought Thailand was a planet. That's how removed they were from Thai food. I don't know what's going on there. Still, it's a peanut sauce. What are we doing? (laughs) I got bolognese and I got peanut sauce. Put Planet in front of it. We're good. Oh my God, did my uncle own Planet Thai? <laughs> was playing a tie run by Italians. No, it really was authentic. Sure. Okay. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. New York authentic, sure. whatever. Yeah. They seemed like Thai people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
That was really racist. (laughs) They seemed Thai. Jesus Christ. I don't speak Thai. So if you're telling me you're speaking Thai, I'm going to believe you. Right, right, right. Do you remember where it was? Yeah, North. um, It was on Bedford right Mm. off of North 6, right off the track. Oh, that's right. I used to live right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then, but then it moved to around the corner Mm. and it it became this sushi anti restaurant, completely giant. Because sushi in Thai. I anytime there's two different full, fully different cultures yeah. on the menu, I go. I don't think so. It's like you know that it's good pizza when you go and they have Jamaican beef patties yeah. yes. and chicken wings. Yes. Just planet Japan, planet yeah. Thai, <laughs> still planet, planet Italy, or like those Chinese places, the takeout places that also serve burritos and tacos. Okay, I was actually going to defend those places <laughs> <laughs> because Chinese Mexican is its own kind of right. subset, and I'm a big fan of it. When I'm having a bad day, Chinese Mexican nachos, nothing hits the spot. And then oh. you go, why does this guacamole taste different? And you're like, oh, because there's like sour cream in here. And they just- And soy sauce. <laughs> they just made it green. The ultimate fusion food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Afro-Latino. Yeah. Mm. So when was the first time you went to Planet Thai? Take me to this planet. Yeah. I, I think I was. it was like 25 years ago. Can I say what this guy's stage name was? This sure. dude, Dr. Yeah. Israel. Yes. Right. Yeah. And did you enjoy that because you were Israeli? Were you like, yes, my Andrea. people? This was the guy you were dating, this Rastafarian guy? Yeah. Did His you have was... to call him Dr. Israel? Yeah. No. Would you call him Doc? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Everyone else did. No, I couldn't get into it. And I, I ended up like, what? Is he? Yeah. Is he? What'd you call yeah. him? Oh. Uh, his name is very boring. Doug. <laughs> oh, Dr. Oh, Israel's name is Doug. No. Oh, I'm glad he changed his name for the stage. Womp. Yeah, very womp womp. <laughs> he was a white Rastafarian with dreads? He's half black, half white. Okay, all right. Okay. That's yeah. fine. So, so you was Bob Marley. <laughs> uh, oh, so Planet Thai. Amazing Thai food, but they kept getting shut down for being gross. No. And shut down also in the 90s. I was going to say, I was like, that lettering system hadn't even come into yeah. play yet. <laughs> What kind of corpses were they cooking it over? Was, it was more when they opened that Japanese restaurant. It was oh, very, very the, big. It went downhill. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I'm sure when you the standards for raw fish are a little higher. <laughs> oh, so, yikes. well, I think uh, I think they were right to be shut down. One time, I saw a roach on the table. Oh, I kept eating. Yeah, Tracy, what's your feeling <laughs> no, on that? Okay, um, oh, Tracy's oh. died. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, oh. so I <laughs> Tracy's dead now. I don't want to brag about this, but I used to work at Applebee's in Brooklyn. <laughs> it was it wasn't on the plate just for the oh, oh no that's good oh, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's perfect sure. uh, so, so I used really to work in Applebee's in Brooklyn and <laughs> one of the sections was extremely infested with roaches even more than the rest of the restaurant and it was smoking like smoking non yeah <laughs> roach <laughs> non roach. <laughs> Where the booths were was a little bit roachier. Yeah. And I remember there was a couple and they were sitting and the roaches were just attacking them. No. And they said to me, can you change our seat? And I said, please leave. Please. Why are you Love yourself. Just leave. I'm doing this because like my life is not going as planned right now. Uh, But at night, there are possums in this restaurant. Like, please go home. Oh, have you seen a possum? Oh my God. My first possum sighting was actually at your old place in Briar. Wood. Yeah, Hemda grew up in. Um, I, was that your the house that you grew up in? I it was one of them. Yeah. Okay, so we I moved. used to go to Hemda's house in the wilds of Queens, and <laughs> it was one neighborhood over from where I lived. I didn't even wax. know where Briarwood is. I was like, is that where Sleeping Beauty's from? No one knows. No one knows. I used to go from Williamsburg. Me and Doctor Israel took a seven hour long 
train ride. You guys used to fly a unicorn. Yeah, I would. I would ride on his dreadlocks. I would oh pull God. them. Um, and I remember I turned the corner to get to your house once, and there was just a possum sitting there looking at me. Uh-huh. They're huge. Yeah, and they're, they're scary. Yes, they're mean. They climb trees. I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have these hands. They're like actually, yeah. you kind of have possum hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're sharp, they beady eyes. Yeah, they're, yeah. And, and they just look at you like, what the? They're fuck? less cute than rats, but much bigger. They're huge. But I do like a baby possum. Oh well, I've they're seen very a baby. cute, and they all uh, ride on their mother's back together, and it's adorable. That was like me and Doctor hmm. Israel going yeah. to Briarwood to see you. <laughs> it's very similar. As long as they're across the street, I can't. I yeah, they're nervous. not going to attack you. The thing about wild animals that people have to remember is that they're not going to attack you. They're usually it's more afraid of telling us about wild animals. Yeah. I, I'm from the country. If they're feral, uh, they will. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to attack you. I don't know if it's just me. Like, I have great vibes with animals. So, like, I n- literally never get attacked. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Humble brag. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm yeah. shark proof, wolf proof. It's, yeah. it's who I am as a person. Sure. But uh, no, we're all good with animals. It's yeah. men we have. Yeah. yeah. I have. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, I seem fine. I think that you need to, when you look a possum in the possum face, mm-hmm. you just have to be like, it's cool that you're here. Well, I, res- Accepting. I, I respect your authority. Thank you. I know you could fuck me up. When you see a wild animal in New York City, it's very weird. It's very weird for me because I have to hold back and I have to say, Tracy, you cannot pet this animal. Yeah, Ugh, that's true. Yeah. That's like when I see true. a rat run across, like I'm like, oh. Ew. Oh, I know. I get sad for the rats. Yeah, I like I them know. because they get a bad rap. Like rats are so smart, so adorable, great pets. Yeah. And they're so big in New York City that you don't really have to worry about them like crawling all over because it's kind of like, I mean, the guy's 45 pounds. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to sneak up on you. Yeah. He's like your next door neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you are not from New York City. You grew up in New Jersey. So you grew up yeah. across the pond, so to speak. Is there a pond? I don't know. Sure. I never know where I am. Yeah, no it's a pond. Um, <laughs> you know geography. The how, Jersey pond. Yeah. How far in were you? Uh, I'm I, like, I could drive from Manhattan in no traffic in like 35 minutes to where okay. I grew up I'm, I'm pretty close like we came to the city regularly it wasn't like a faraway land which most people in New Jersey still consider yeah. New York City like a faraway land where maybe I can make it happen for myself one day would you consider that part a Queens or a start of Long Island ish in comparison because Jersey and and Queens and Brooklyn people were all like suburban yeah and, yeah and we all came into Manhattan and party down the weekend right. and like that's the bridge and we tunnel were. folk bridge and tunnel like closer to Queens than like like than Staten Island Staten Island's like definitely further away okay. like I was I was pretty close what part of Jersey were you in Union Ooh. not to be confused with Union City okay. people always get confused it's Union Township much different I'm very familiar with Union New Jersey uh, I used to date a guy I was talking to Andrea no. and Hemda what? last night I know is he a garbage man uh, he's not a garbage man I sent you guys pictures of him last night he was such a lovely man from New Jersey from Union New Jersey From uh, he wasn't from Union but we used to hang out a lot in Union because his band would practice in Union and it was just such a convenient We location. love a dream in Union. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the location you might be uh, familiar with, it was on Route 22 mm-hmm. and it was right next to my favorite strip club, maybe yours, Hot 22. Hot 22. Two okay. T's. Okay. Two T's. It's, uh, soup, it's that hot. It's uh, bring your own beer. <laughs> well, that's how I you- actually didn't know that. I've never been. Oh, it's, it's totally nude. 
and it's BYOB. Oh boy. So, so does this still exists. This I I hope so. I yeah. That's all so. I could tell you is that I hope so. And I have a super quick story because it's about you, Corinne. But I, um, I love union stories. Union New Jersey. I'm here. It's Valentine's Day. There's an ice storm. My beautiful boyfriend is taking me on a lovely date. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna meet him after band practice in the ice storm. Uh, because I was staying in Jersey at the time with my aunt, and we were gonna go next door to the amazing strip club, right? So yeah. he uh, he BYOs, you know. His where, was, where was he practicing with the band though? Because I was like, isn't there like a Chinese buffet next to There's Hot like some- <laughs> Was he just in the back room with a Chinese he was buffet? The Chinese. <laughs> he was at Japanese Planet Fusion. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there was a Chinese buffet last time I remembered and a glow-in-the-dark golf. There there was some kind of building in, uh, I don't know if it was like three parking lots over where there had like a studio space. Okay. So we went over to Hot 22s. Uh, He had a six-pack of Heineken. I don't drink, so this is perfect. Uh This is beautiful. I'm like, this is great. No one's really drinking that hard in here because there's there's naked women. Like, they are straight up naked. Yeah. And it's the ice storm and it's Valentine's Day so there's only two women in there and I'm like were there bushes back then no no this is not I mean how old do you think I am Uh, (laughs) this was 1972 (laughs) the year was 1975 (laughs) I still have my bush (laughs) well it's coming back it is coming back it's coming back I just I just watched uh, uh, not I looked at on Instagram a bunch of pictures of ladies with like just bush peeking out and they were like happy Valentine's Day and I was like okay if you hold on to anything long enough it will come back yeah so here we are that's how I live my life yes yeah so there's two women and uh we decide to sit by Tiger Lily super nice girl and <laughs> what I learned Good from dating Christian. this guy is he used to take me to a strip club for uh he was my boss he used to take me to a strip club for every work meeting every date I love this relationship at like any like I have been to every strip club in Jersey I promise you that and oh most God. of them in Manhattan so we go to Hot 22's and we sit with Tiger Lily and she's talking to us and she's butt naked and if you've been to a strip club you know the stage is about uh, eye level yeah <laughs> she's sitting on the stage um, Indian style oh. cross-legged Ooh. and I could see inside of her, her vagina Tiger Lily Ooh. is open I could see it and I said to her I was like if you were pregnant I could see the baby <laughs> Like that's <laughs> wait, was this Corinne? How is this, is this- to Corinne? <laughs> like I have a story about a stripper. I think this is like this is she's just trying to introduce you to the culture yeah, that I the come culture from. of yeah. New, in New Jersey. So yeah. uh I go, I was on tour with another band. I go down to South Carolina. I meet some girls. She's like, Oh my god, you're from New York. I'm from Union, New Jersey. <laughs> and I'm like, You look like you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Corinne. <laughs> and she's, it's okay. I actually one of my best qualities is that I don't look like I'm from Union, New Jersey. <laughs> no, definitely you do not. not. Yeah. So this girl goes, "Oh my god, I used to strip in Union, New Jersey. I used to work at Hot 22." And I was like, "Oh, I love that place." She's like, "Do you know Tiger Lily?" I was like, "Yeah, of course I know Tiger Lily." <laughs> and she's like, um, "You know, recently she was in the paper. She was keeping human remains in her refrigerator." What? It's Tracy. Holy shit! And I was like, "Wait, what?" And I called up. This just became my, a true crime podcast. Whoa, Tiger Lily! I called up my boyfriend, my beautiful, lovely boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, we could have, we could have been killed." And was she like, killing the people? Or no. Just so he's like, "No, don't worry about it. Collector. She was just, she was a witch. It's a, it's fine. She was collecting things, uh, but she was dating a guy who was a med student and was stealing <gasps> specimens Ugh. and keeping them. And he, she had like 
some human remains in her freezer. You know what? I, I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds like something I could have been arrested for. <laughs> yeah. I like, I'd never had human remains, but I go, oh, that didn't sound like that crazy. I yeah. feel like you would enjoy that. They're already dead. I'm so glad <laughs> you cleared that up. She's like, I never had human remains, yeah. but, I but I'd see, love some. I could see why you would check my fridge when you come over. <laughs> you got to be careful in this cancel culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that the kind of Union, New Jersey you grew up in? Uh, well, I mean, I was, when, when I was a child, I was very into the craft and I remember for a hot second, they did open some kind of like witch potion store like the mm. way that they have in the craft yeah. uh oh, really? yeah and but it was just like some la- lady who would pour like witch hazel which is like 59 cents a bottle into a thing but because it had witch in it like our dumb kid asses were like oh my god this is witch hazel that's yeah. so cute though yeah well yeah. cute you know not- also a really good astringent <laughs> i was like not, not cute for the lady but cute for us it was wonderful so it didn't as, last yeah. as a new jersey witch did you <laughs> Did you come into New York regularly? Were you like, I'm going to be a New York witch one day? Like, was that your trajectory? Yeah, I always knew. I was I was like, the minute I could move to New York City, I was like, peace, bitches. Like, yeah. I would tell all my teachers, substitute teachers, like, yeah. I v- very much walked around like, okay, it's you're lucky you have me for this <laughs> period of time because I'm- I think that's I'm, a great decision. I have one foot out the door already. Uh, um but yeah, I uh, I was I was so ready to go. But I would we would go in regularly to see like concerts, plays, and then there was a period of time when I was really trying to be a a, a child slash teen actor. So uh, I would yes. sit in Barnes and Noble every week with my mom because why would we buy a subscription to Backstage? And we would go through Backstage <laughs> hard copy. Oh my god! And write down on little scraps of paper um, audition opportunities. We would go home, email she my let headshot. You buy yeah, I mean, well, my mom like loves recycling <laughs> to the point where it's embarrassing. Like, so it's like, you know, people are coming over and she's giving the McDonald's uh, napkins and you and I go, I love that you care about the environment. But it's like when guests are over, can we can we not give like the dominoes? Can we go to the good paper? Can we go to the good paper? Can we have guests napkins? That's also not recycling. That's stealing. (laughs) Well, like if they give you extra, you know, Um, but yeah. And so I would go in for like these auditions for like NYU student films and stuff. And I did that actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he actually had some success as a child star <laughs> I guess so Ch- uh, child star child sure. star is such a special yeah thing of its own D- was your was your mom like was your mom like a, a stage mommy or she just was like a supportive no she person? was just supportive she wasn't a stage mom I was the one really pushing it like I've wanted to be a star since I was a kid yeah. I mean during commercials doing shows that no one wanted to see in my living room sure. yeah because it's like I was never I was never that like I was never child star cute yeah I was just like like n- good enough. Sure. I wasn't ugly, but I wasn't like that. My my little brother is blonde hair, blue eyes. He was that kind of cute, that kind yeah. of that Hollywood Ari- love, the Aryan nation. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I had brown hair and bangs and talked too much. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, and you're a girl. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Did you ever land any kind of roles in an NYU student film? Um, no. But one time, they I think they were having trouble casting uh, this one role, and the guy just kept saying like, "Well, take this script home and just like read it," and like you could tell like no one would take this role, and so if I wanted it, it would definitely have been mine. But it was basically like I was like 16, 17 at the time, and it was like a hardcore like not actual sex obviously but like I would have had to simulate like Aww. real aggressive like anal and I read it and so I, like, how was the part and I, did it? <laughs> I like read it and I like brought it down to my mom and I go well I'm not sure because I just wanted to make it so badly <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that and like 
I don't know. Like I'm just kind of unfazed by things. And my mom was so nice because she's like, well, let's ha- have a talk about it. Like, what does this mean to you? Oh, God, um, your mother's a saint. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we, we decided to pass. Yeah, We passed on that the role. the right decision? <laughs> Hindsight, yeah. Um, Because I mean, really, it is a line with your message right now. Yeah, I could have been so much. I could have been. I could have been somebody (laughs) by now. Anal child star. Yeah. The the thing is, as an entertainer, and I'm using that as broad strokes for myself. Don't you dare. uh, Don't you put air quotes. You're extremely entertaining. Thank you so much. I don't. I don't know on purpose, but um, (laughs) as someone who lives an entertaining life, you land yourself (laughs) in situations in the pursuit of this career when you're like what have I done? You know what I mean? Like you're doing a show in a karate dojo in LA for three people and the owner has locked the door because he doesn't want anyone to leave and you're like, was (laughs) this what I saw for myself? Yeah. Am I Performing at a kidnapping. (laughs) Oh my God. But I also think that's true of New York. You land, because it's so hard to be here, you land yourself in situations that are like beyond absurd on a yeah, pretty regular make, basis. Mm-hmm. make decisions based on, hey, it's close to the first of the month. Yeah, let's, just, yeah. let's figure it out. Let's oh, up. So, I've Googled like sexual foot modeling so many times. Oh, any woman who's lived in New York has been We've like, all done that, is correct? this the time? <laughs> yeah. Is this the time? I go, listen, I, I go, I don't, I think it would hurt, you know, me long term if I masturbated someone with my hands, but my feet, yeah, that's, that's fine. Like, we step on so many different things all day, every day. Like, just yeah. if a dick happens to <laughs> throw itself between the arches of our feet and we get paid <laughs> seven to eight hundred dollars, so much money. Yeah. And I have a small foot too. Right. They're looking for they're looking for a size six and a half. Like yes. no one's business. Yeah. You're prime. Exactly. Well, we already have the sexy talk down. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get to it. So, so when did you officially move to New York? Um, uh, two thousand three. I mean, that's when I moved here for college. Uh, and I just like went home summers in between, but the, I would say that's like, I always count that as like when I basically, I never like went back long term sure. after yeah. 2003. Yeah. You're very New Yorker in your essence. It, it fits you very well. Yeah. And what did you study in college? Um, I have a BFA in, in film direction okay. from the school of visual arts. Nice. That's amazing. On yeah. 23rd street, baby. Yeah. 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 So uh, you came here for school. Yeah, I moved here. I was actually 17 years old because I have a late birthday. So it was August of 2003. Um, I was still 17. And that's, yeah, that's when I moved to good old Gramercy. So once you had, dude, you were living in dorms, right? I was living in dorms in Gramercy on on 23rd Street at first, yeah. So what was your first apartment outside of that? Uh, 33rd and 3rd, which Murray Hill, I feel like is a big starter neighborhood for apartments. There's a lot of great deals there. I lived in like a, I want to say it was like a fifth floor walk up and it was, and there, and my uh, floor was definitely slanted. Yeah, Murray Hill feels like a sorority. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very jappy too. Yeah, Hannah Burner, who was just on. On, uh, lived in Murray Hill as her starter apartment and like there's still bars that have like beer pong in Murray Hill yeah and I feel like it's like this is a safe space for you one dollar shots to live I- out suburbia a little bit but still like get into the city yeah I can't believe you said Jappy I I had to take that out of my 
face I'm, because really yeah because when i say japanese people think you mean japanese yes <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm, I'm like and, and, I'm, and everyone's and, and also like it's offensive i guess if you're not a jew but as a jew i'm like yeah jappy is like it, it's a whole it's a picture yeah you like people should know exactly what i mean if you know you're a jappy girl Jap. yeah <laughs> and if anyone's confused listening it's jewish american princess is what jappy okay, means so Jappy to me means you know I grew up I grew up in in Forest Hills uh, yeah yeah so they're I'm not, not a Japs I'm not Jewish but I'm not not Jewish right uh, so it means to me uh, Tiffany bracelets yes yeah Tory uh, Burch uh, flats for sure uh, Michael Kors bags yes yes some coach yeah coach just like the most basic of the upscale yeah. there's an American Girl doll involved when you're a little bit younger <laughs> and those are the things that like I always aspired to be because all of my friends were Jewish. Oh, really? You get like a blowout at dry bar on, before you go out on Fridays. Yeah, I was like, Mom, I want a bat mitzvah. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, you can't have one. Yeah. She's like, that's like a Jewish sweet 16. I'm like, but uh, my Jewish friends are having both. So I would like both as well. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So is it is the Jewish American princess, is it a, a bad attitude also? Does that come with it? Or it's a lifestyle. You know, it's a bit it of a Ruka salt, per, you know, to your personality. Okay. Do you All remember right. um, when like the, the West Coast girls were being called, oh, fuck, it just escaped from me. Um, Valley girls? Valley girls. Yes. Yeah. So it came with an accent. It came with maybe some of dad's credit cards. Okay. Like that kind of thing. I love it. I'm in. It was the East Coast <laughs> version of that. Okay. Jew. Yeah. It's like East Coast L Woods. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think that's like, if yeah, if you want to look, yes. look for, you know, an example from cinema sure. thank you yeah. thank you very much from yes. cinema <laughs> well you, you're a film major right <laughs> yeah I am yeah thank you <laughs> R.I.P. what's your face you look at Marcy. things from a different lens when you're a film major yeah, I absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, so what was your I mean oh, yeah. moving to New York as a as a I moved to New York when I was 18 from Canada there's this weird I mean you came into the city I'm sure as a teenager so you understand it you understood the freedom of it, but was it like, oh my God, I get to do whatever I want and live in New York. I'm reinventing my identity. Did you go crazy or was it more just like a regular? Um, I mean, I always liked who I was, but I just wanted to be a little sluttier. So I would do oh. things like I would go to Hot Topic and buy full like lingerie and corsets and just wear them as shirts to yes, my classes. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't wait to be a whore because like in high school, there are true rules. And to me, the most exciting thing about college was that I could wear whatever the fuck I wanted yes. you know as long as like my nipple was covered and I was like this is great yes. yes and I went to a small art school so you were already allowed to mm. dress pretty weird and then being a film major uh so not only did I get to be slutty I got to be slutty in in a classes with like only two other girls and everyone else was a guy yeah so it was great and I would be like I don't know how to love this bollocks and like I totally did but it was great I it's got like, so much stuff done for me it's like comedy kind of yeah, yeah. I've always been in male dominated fields I feel comfortable because my I get frustrated I don't communicate the way like most women traditionally communicate and so I'm really good at working one-on-one -on -one with another woman but in a group of women like and in these classes you know you're doing a lot of hands-on production mm -hmm. so you it's so if it had been like a group of women, I don't know. I, I come off as like too aggressive and I'm not patient enough and I don't ask people how they – like, what are your feelings on this? Like, I just want to get things done. I'm trying to ask people less how they feel. As I get older, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't care how you feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm not – I don't have a great bedside manner. And it's not that I don't care. It's just like to me, pleasantry is waste time. And I never needed them because I just felt like good about myself and I didn't need like accolades from other people. And then as I get older, I realize like how important that is to other people. Still not my problem. 
problem, but it's nice to know. <laughs> you know. So it's you're saying to, like you're to be aware. Yeah, you're like, direct. It's not my problem. Yeah, you're very direct. I'm very direct, and people, and that's a real turnoff for some people, and some people appreciate sure. it. You know. Yeah. I always enjoy directness because I know exactly where I stand yeah. with people. And um, I think that's also another New York thing. New Yorkers are very direct. A lot of people think they're rude. Some of us are fucking rude. Some sure. of us have yeah. been called aggressive, possibly. <laughs> I don't know sure. why. Yeah, I don't know why, Hamda. Um, Customer service. Yeah. Hamda. All right. We don't have to get, we don't need to get into that again. Let's talk about Corinne. We're yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> She was nice enough to come. Yeah. So, so what is what is the pl- your worst place in New York City, or or like mentally, or even like a location? I mean, I feel I other than comedy clubs, uh, <laughs> I have to con- honestly, comedy clubs have been some of my my nicest times, unless we're you know taking into account the the world the old world uh, comedy club at Broadway, which was just a cafe next door to Broadway Comedy I Club, know. and they're like, no, this is also a comedy club. This is also a comedy club. And you're like the guy performing, you're like I don't know if he's homeless. Yes. <laughs> People just wandering in from the street. That did happen, though. <laughs> Have you ever been in an open mic where a homeless person walked in? Because yes. that's happened multiple times. Countless. Countless. Multiple times to me. And the so- open mic that I met Keith in, there were little, it was like $3 to get in. Yeah. You could smoke weed in there. And it was yeah. like the living room uh, switch. Surf to like, reality. Yeah, yeah. Surf reality. And I saw someone like paint with their period blood. And, oh. and wow. we also saw like, you know, <laughs> legends perform there. Sure. Really lived a life. A woman take best. a boiled egg out of her pussy yes. oh well, my gosh the first time she tried it wasn't boiled to a crack she had to go to the hospital but she came back a week or two later with it boiled she's like I learned my lesson a sketch is a sketch folks commit to your work oh my god one of my favorite things I've ever seen at an open mic because uh, you mentioned my friend Jonesy before who lives in LA now yes. but like we used to purposely try to go to the weirdest open mics mm-hmm. and we have so one of my favorite things I've seen is there was just a woman who I think there was a, a violinist playing with her but she had an overhead projector and she just had little colored pieces in a petri dish and just slowly and methodically moved them. Fucking performance art. Okay, listen, 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 listen. I love that. Like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> kind of. Yes. Kind of. You know what? Honestly, I think Tracy sees more in this I'm than I saw. into it. You understand beauty. Really it's my do. endoscopy. Listen, listen, <laughs> performance artist. Now, I have fucked a lot of performance artists. No. (laughs) No. What? And one of my problems with them is they think what they're doing is real and it's not. And <laughs> Let I'm, them know. You know what? And it's hard for me. Like, you know when you go see a performance artist? No. And, um, okay. So, you know when you're dating, like, a crust well, bunk who lives in a storage locker? Yes. And yes. he identifies as a wizard. Yes. And he invites you to his show where it's just, like, people screaming and projections of vaginas. Oh, my God. And you're like, mm-hmm. I love fucking you, but I don't know how to tell you I don't respect respect a single thing that you do do you yeah. know what i mean yeah i do yeah well a <laughs> you lot just of block times, it out a lot of times they're either off the meds they're supposed to be taking or on yes. meds they're not supposed to be taking <laughs> but that's it's a very fine line it's like it's so fun it's so fun but but when they take it seriously and they're pompous about it like it's this like incredible thing like that you don't get it because you're not deep enough exactly yeah. and i'm like yeah. no no just because you cut up glass and you put it near a picture of an orphan does not mean you're smarter than me 
Yeah. yeah. Everything oh. is not art. It's a real misconception. Yes, it is. Most things aren't. That, that was like that episode of Girls where that guy made like the TV tunnel and like locked her in and like showed all these like rapes. <laughs> oh, scenes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, this guy's a genius. And he was super rich. And I'm like, I want to do something like Wasn't that. Wasn't that the guy from Lonely Island? Yeah. That was the actor? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have the gall to do something that had zero redeeming qualities and to be like, this is incredible with a straight face has always... One got my fucking pussy wet, but also <laughs> made my brain want to explode. Well, like they're so yeah. condescending. I anytime you're saying like what I'm doing is important, like they, they, we automatically know that it's not. If there's a projector, like I'm over you already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. remember I was in the, at the MoMA. This was about 2010, and there was an exhibit on human bodies. And uh, one of the parts of the exhibit is that you walk into the exhibit, and there's a naked man facing a naked woman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I and went you to have that. to squeeze yourself through yes. them. Oh, and I had brought my. It was my boyfriend at the time and his uh, his little cousin. She was 12, and uh, we brought her. They were she- naked. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, go ahead, honey. She's like, "Uh, what? I was like, no, just put, push your body up against the naked strangers. There you go. Was there any other way to get through the room? No, there was not. And they were naked bodies. And they would squish you as you. Oh, yeah. They would press their naked Um, bodies up against you. Oh, I think you were. That's not what happened to you. I think that you were just. (laughs) That's what happened to me. The strip club in Union, New Jersey. (laughs) They said that was Tiger Lily at Hot Twenty Two. Hot Twenty Two. They told me it was the MoMA. Can I tell you this MoMA story is going to be very triggering for you? But okay, I used to. (laughs) I met a bouncer named um, John David Russell. That's a lot of names for a bouncer. (laughs) JDR, and he was a tiny anarchist crust punk. I used to date a lot of crust punks, and he was a bouncer. I wanted to piss my dad off. Um, And he he used to do like anarchist art protest stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things he did was he would splash paint on like famous street artists artists art. Um, They called him like got him splasher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a real fucking rebel. Oh, he's very smart. You you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. It's very deep. No. What I'm doing is I'm I'm ruining good art. Right. Which that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm like showing permanence. You know what I mean? Um. And uh. But one of the things that he did, one of his big protests, and he was on like FBI most wanted list for some of the shit that he did. I know. I loved it. All right. It's like Forbes thirty under thirty, more like FBI most wanted. I might win on that. List. Yeah. <laughs> so he went to. Do you guys remember when a Maria Abramovich did that uh, MoMA show where she would sit in her and full stare. outfit and stare? Mm-hmm. So his big rebellion was that he was going to projectile vomit on Maria Abramovich Great. to, I don't know, make a statement. I would just like to point out that he is one of the most original human beings that I've ever oh, heard so of. Oh, so original. Yes. So cool. It's good that he's not mentally ill either. Yeah, yeah. Family totally guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he snuck into the MoMA, drank a bunch of Ipecac mm. to try to get ready to sit across from her, <laughs> mistimed it, and then just started projectile vomiting on everybody in the line mm-hmm. and was banned from the MoMA. Can I tell you, like, I mm-hmm. would have a little more respect for this dude if he fucking, quote, timed your art well. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, Figure you, it out. Uh, practice a little Do at a home. projectile vomit trial run. Yeah, oh, my serious? God. Did yes. they arrest him? 
Uh, no, they didn't because oh. he ran. He ran away. But uh, they were. I would have shot to- at him. Yeah, I know you would. have. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Yes. I would have shot at him if I had a gun. That's the only reason you would have a gun. Yes, <laughs> yeah, to right. shoot at vomiters. Yeah. yeah, I know you hate vomiting. I can't believe you lived here for as long as I know. <laughs> I don't leave my house very often. Yeah, <laughs> everything's fine. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, what was the worst place you ever lived at? The the worst place I ever lived um, was my second apartment in Harlem. I, lo- I, lo- I lived in Harlem for almost ten years. That's the neighborhood I lived in most in my like almost 17 years now in New York City. And uh, it was, I mean, it was just like a, I think that was also like a fifth floor walk up. There was an elevator, but I mean, a lot of times you would get stuck in it. One time I literally was stuck between floors and I called 911 and the police officer, I mean, and the firefighters came came and had to like get me, like come down and get me out of it. Do you think you were going to die? No, I was just so upset because I was coming from the gym and I was like, of course I'm going to meet firefighters when I have no makeup on. (laughs) I'm so pissed. But the problem about about that, the landlord got pissed at me and he was like, call me, call me next time because I guess you get get fined when you you do. And I I go, and I I lost my mind. I go, are you at, I was like, how, these elevators stop all the time. This is so, so dangerous. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna call 911 every time. Hey, Mark, uh, <laughs> I'm in the elevator. <laughs> Is it gonna take a while for you to drive over here? Yeah. And I was like, this, I was like, this, I was like, you don't even like fix like the sink. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait as you oh, yeah. fucking come over. And you know, it's like it's, it's always uh, the or, Orthodox like, Jews playing games with you. How's your oh, upper yeah. body always. strength? Yeah. Every, every time. Can you pull me? I got so much. I would have just get in fights with him, and I made sure, like, especially because in Harlem, I was. Like, there's not a lot of Jews here. And I was like, I see your shit. And so immediately I let him know because people don't always know I'm Jewish because I could be Italian. Uh, I'm actually both. Mm-hmm. Uh, tricked ya. <laughs> I tricked ya. <laughs> yes. Sauce on sauce on sauce. And so like when Jews, like if you're not, if you're like a, I always let other Jews know that I'm a Jew and it's kind of like, I'm on to your shit. <laughs> so don't try any of your Jew stuff with me. <laughs> you come in with the I let them know. And you tip it to them. Yeah. Game recognized. I answered the door holding a menorah in, in, <laughs> in June for no reason. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> but I do. It's, it is a thing I do. Yeah. And like, because I mean, just over overall, have you, like, have you tried to we the people? <laughs> <laughs> like Jews, Jews just do act different around other Jews. And like, even like job interviews, there's certain points in time when you have to l- make sure to let people know. Okay. Drop in a little Yiddish. Just let people mm-hmm. let people know. Oi! <laughs> That is perfect. That's so you you fell. Oi. Well, with a name Oi, like- I'm in the elevator. Oi. Oh <laughs> yeah. With a name like Chemda, people like always make sure that they recognize, they tell me whatever Hebrew words they know. Oh my gosh. They tell yeah. me whatever. Uh, they start. They complain to you. They start praying at me. I'm like, okay, you memorized that. Wow. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, just don't even try this. And so in that, so the elevator would always get stuck. Um, there was. Yeah, a lot of people who had lived in Harlem their whole lives, and I uh, in the building, which was cool, um, except for that twelve-year-old boys would often hit on me, and I was like, "Listen, I, I would say I look a little bit younger than how old I actually am." Yeah, but they would always hit on me, and I would just go to them. I would be like, "I could be your mother." That's what I, I say. Be your too. mom. When I get hit on by teenagers, I'm always like, "I'm thirty-one." Yeah, I'm like, "I could have birthed you." Yes, I guess if you see it that way, that's even more disgusting. I should try that in yeah. the future. Um, <laughs> but it was but once we moved into the apartment actually um my roommate and i had moved from another nicer apartment to a cheaper one mm-hmm. and i was 
I was kind of like, eh, because I liked the other apartment, but I did think it was haunted, and I had gone through a really bad breakup in the in a first apartment. Even though I, I could have continued to afford it, like four hundred dollars a month less is enough to like, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. and especially if it's in the same neighborhood. And I was able to keep my same roommate who I loved, so we were taking it over from her friend who was moving back to like the Midwest, got married or whatever. And this is an apartment that my roommate, her name is Kristen, had lived in before. Um, so I was like, oh, we're going back to your original apartment. It was less new, but it had more character. And I was like, this yeah. is cool. I don't know what happened, but as soon as we moved. That sounds like a perfect situation. Yeah, you yeah. would think. We moved in, and then the people across the way all moved out at the same time. And I don't know what was going on across the hallway, but it must have been disgusting because as soon as we moved in, so did like 12 m- mice who all had babies. <gasps> so, and so okay. within the first week, I had literally killed, thir- I have jokes about this, like 13 mice, <gasps> baby mice I had to kill and like, like you Andrea I fucking love animals so much yeah. and so they're getting stuck on the glue traps because that's the uh, only way that that's the only kind of trap that was actually trapping them um, and then y- y- then I ha- I made this whole thing up where I would have to slowly press them to death uh, with a waste paper basket because uh, I was like and like people were like just throw them away live and I was like no that's torture on yes. top of it I was like you have to kill them yeah. and like we, we had we had tried so many other ways like people were like freeze them drown them and I was like this one just seemed like freeze the, them this seemed like the fastest way yeah. to yeah. to not hurt them but like you hear their li- you would hear their little squeaks no, no. and it, but it, I mean it was overrun I during the night um my, mice would crawl over my pillow no. I would come home there would be mouse poop all over my bed well, the, pro- the real problem is the poop yeah, yeah. It was, more than anything yeah. yeah and I'm like I didn't want to but I, I didn't want to kill them but it's like at a, it was so overrun it was it was an unlivable situation wow. and no one cared. They ate, they went through all our cabinets. They, any box oh. they ate through. I used to keep plate plates in the refrigerator because the refrigerator was the only place that they couldn't get to. Wow. I, I was like not sleeping for days and days. And I remember I was supposed to go to like, um, meet my mom for lunch. She was coming in from Jersey and I just totally forgot because I hadn't had any sleep and she called me and she's like where are you and I just started to cry and I go uh, oh my god I can't I just completely forgot I'm sorry I'm like I haven't slept in days I don't I'm like I don't know what to do and it is that and it was to the point where it's like I just had never and I know lots of people grew up in situations like this I just had never been in a place that was actually like unhealthy yeah, unlivable sure. and I that was something I didn't know how to ha- didn't know how to handle yeah you don't well, I had black mold oh. for a minute, yeah. and I, I remember being like, oh, shit, the place that I rest my head is a threat to me. Yeah. And it's a very – you're like, all right, I'm calling 411. I'm calling the city every day. I'm yeah. fucking – I'm on the phone using my white lady voice. Like, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. But it's like it starts to – great you over time yeah and, and when you live in a place like that and you're dating like it like it also is like i didn't i like didn't let almost any friends over yeah and like i started dating my um last long-term boyfriend when i was there and and, and thankfully i moved within a short like within um it never stopped two years uh how long were you living with an, a, a symphony of mice a lo- i mean eventually i think they went away but i mean they were there for like a while and there was always even when we got rid of the huge like family of mice there was always like one or there we had we had started off so badly that by the time we had whittled it down to one or two we're like they're they just are here you're like excited and the fucked up part was we lived with a pit bull and he didn't care <gasps> oh. <laughs> he liked i mice. was like pinkerton 
can help us. Uh. Yeah, because I have a whippet now. Like that was my uh, Pinkerton was my roommate's dog. May he rest in peace. But an angel of a dog. Uh. Um, but uh, my dog now, like my dog now, catches cockroaches. Oh, God like bless. he is on top of his game. But he's also a rat terrier, so he's smaller a hunter. Dogs, yeah, smaller dogs hunt a little. He's bit a hunter. Better. Yeah, that's a good dog to have. Yeah, and I didn't even think of that, and I had no idea. But until he pounced across my room one time to catch a cockroach, and I go, oh. Wow, you have like a skill. Good for you, Alfred. Good for you. <laughs> the not sleeping too in New York City, it it's so crazy already that when you're exhausted, there's just like one thing will will turn you and you'll be sobbing. Yeah. And you're like, I can't yep. stop sobbing. Yeah. And it's always in public. It's a frustration. Oh, I'm so com- that's the one thing about being a new, a new, like in New York for this long. I am so comfortable openly weeping. And oh, I'm not yeah. even a very emotionally open person. Yeah. You're just so, there's no time. There's yeah. no avoiding it. Everyone has cried in public, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. What you do if you see someone crying is you look to see if you have napkins or tissues, you hand it to that person and you walk you look away. away. Yeah. yeah. It's just like whatever's coming out of your face if you want to deal with that. Right. Know? But keep crying. Yeah. I cry in public all the time. Yeah. I like to hand yeah. people um, just like kind of antibacterial wipes a lot. Oh my God. And not even when they're crying, just sometimes. <laughs> Like Looks different like situations. Use a little scrub a dub. Right. She's giving it to Hemda every time we see her. Yeah, I'm like, oh hi. I was online for a Broadway play and this guy had bird shit on his jacket and he didn't know. And I was like, oh, hold on. I was like, come here. And he oh was like, excuse, excuse I was like, come here, sir. And I cleaned him. You're covered in shit. Yeah, sir. I, like, I cleaned him. I cleaned him. I didn't even offer him the napkin to do it himself. I jumped in. Yeah, that's very yeah, I'm nice. I'm sorry, of sir. You're nice not going to get you. this right. Here's yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so was this the worst place that you were at emotionally? Or um, it was one of the worst places. I would say the worst place I've been. God, there's so many bad lows I've had because the problem <clears throat> with me is I had a really nice childhood. So it's all down from here. Sure, I it's get not that. getting any better. I fully get that. I'm from I'm, Canada. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Healthcare. Hello. I had a great childhood. You're not used to the trauma. Uh, yeah. I'm just getting less skinny because yeah, how can you compete with a child's oh, body? God. You can't. <laughs> we were so fucking wavy. <laughs> I just look back and I go, those were the good old days. You, you got those, that diaper booty. <laughs> you look at those fucking kid modeling photos and you're like, you don't even know how good you had it, you hot bitch. Look you think of what you're gap. eating? Yeah. yeah, you're like, I was just eating full on fruit. I had oh. no idea how much sugar was in that. I'm playing oh, with fire. God. Still had a body. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, I haven't worn a, like an open, like a bathing suit with a belly opening since I was six. Oh no, come on. Because <laughs> in the nineties, remember they, there was the bathing suits where it was just like, it was a one piece, but they had the cutout in the yeah. tummy. Yes. It was attached on the side. Because that's a great look for yeah, who nobody. <laughs> it's a great look for nobody. <laughs> like even girls who are, have smoking hot bodies, you go, that's, that's not the cutout I want. Yeah, what is the, the center of your start? <laughs> like, I'd rather see the areola if we're just cutting out parts yeah. of it. Weird. I think what happened is in the factory, they did some sort of mean girl shit and they were like, this is hot. We're going to get them. Yeah, and yeah. then everyone's like, this is great. Yeah. I love that. Is there any problem areas you want to cover? Oh, Right in the center of their belly. Yeah, we're gonna cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, w- I would love a long a long sleeved bikini because oh. my arms are my problem area. So it's like it's like a scuba suit, but it's high waisted. <laughs> you have a little where you have a little skin showing right under your tits, wow. where literally no one is heavy. Yeah, and then long sleeves. <laughs> Fucking arms, man! It's such a nightmare. I hate it. Well, my my mine just runs in the family too, so it's like I would have to get well, a surgically it's the sucked Italian off. Part. Yeah, I, I, everyone has like what is it called? Bingo. They're called gumata arms. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah, because Jews are known for their hot arms. Mm. <laughs> Men and women. Yeah. We love the arms. So what was the worst place emotionally? Emotionally, I mean, there was two breakups. So there was the one breakup that I experienced in the first apartment in Harlem. That was the that was probably the lowest low I've ever been at. Uh, I mean, I lost like 20 pounds in like two months. Lucky. My yeah. tongue had turned gray from lack of eating. That, that, that breakup was the impetus for the Guys We Fucked podcast. Your tongue turned gray? Yeah, because I, I, I lacked... I, I had wasn't taking in enough nutrients. Now was it um and my hair was falling out. Oh my god. Was yeah. it was it um I'm be, I'm like I've taken on an eating disorder no. or just like I'm just so, so sad. sad. My anxiety was so bad that I was con- like I don't know if you, like if your anxiety is so bad that you're that you were I was constantly almost shaking. You know those, those exercise machines where you put the strap around you and it just shakes yes. you. Yes. My body felt like that all the time. And so it Do was you like You know that I just recently read that um one of the signs that you're in a bad or abusive relationship is your stomach hurts. Oh, really? Yeah. That and makes sense. It yeah, does. Weird. My stomach my heart goes right into my stomach, my brain when something goes wrong yeah well there's a nerve yeah. that goes from your brain to your stomach it goes right directly so when they say nervous stomach they're not it's not an expression it's an actual nervous stomach oh mm-hmm. jesus yeah like i mean it, well, yeah i was certainly not 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 trying to eat i just had no hunger and i was like i was working at a, a receptionist at oasis day spa on park avenue at the time oh, um it was actually a really, really? great it was a great it was a great place to work it's like a mom and pop spot and it is on park avenue so it seems bougie but it's like between 32nd and 33rd not that bougie you know but it's a great spa um and uh my managers were like so nice to me at the time and they were like and it was nice to work at a place that they were actually like impressed that i was like trying to be a comedian yeah as a that's rare yeah and it wasn't a place where they looked down like everyone was in on it like and they appreciated me too because even though they knew I was overworked and exhausted I was still like five plus years older than most of the people because it was a job for a 19 year old right. yeah and I was like 26 27 you know at the yeah. time and so I was just even phoning it in I was just doing such a better job than anyone else just oh, because yeah. I was like <laughs> a smart adult but yeah like a smart 25 year old is gonna beat like a okay 19 year old uh-huh. any of day of the week you know with a fucking gray tongue right and I want and I also wanted to be there and I appreciated the job for different reasons because yeah. th- that job was allowing me to live my dream whereas everyone else was just like trying to make money to get through college so it was different um but yeah I was so fucked up and, and and I was like walk I would bring people to like treatment rooms and when my back was turned to them I would cry and then I would wipe the, my tears and then I would give them their robe and their sandals and then I would go back to the desk <laughs> I, mean, it was a, I was I, I had no I didn't even know what a good night's sleep was until I was like almost 30 years old and was a full-time comedian because I was working. I had to be at the spot at 8am working till three. I would try to go to the gym in between, maybe sometimes get like a 30 minute cat nap in and then be working till midnight again. I just was not getting like, it was a regular thing for me to sleep for four hours a night, multiple nights during the week. And I could do it. Honestly, I do have the amazing ability to get by and very little sleep. But then once I quit my day job and I finally started getting full amounts of sleep, I go, Holy, I felt like a superhero. Yeah. I go, this is what I was supposed to be functioning at. This is incredible. Yeah. I was like, I was like thinking, I was like, I was like, I've achieved this much on like, you know, 50%. I was like, I'm gonna fucking take over the world. Yeah. Like, you people hustle in New York in a way that's sick. It's like it truly is sick. There is no yeah. place that matches it, not even close. Oh my God. And that's what that I mean, that's why it is so difficult to succeed here. But when you do, it means a lot because everyone is here to eat each other alive. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know another be... mode to be in. Like I 
I yeah, really like it. Yeah, because you grew up here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, but yeah. I, I feel like it's it's right. It's hard because you. I actually tried to start working on like not like, like you know, that thing where it's like, whatever you did today is enough, even though I think that's bullshit. And oh, it's sick, never enough. Yeah. No, and if you, if you said that, it's like, well, you're slacking. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I don't believe time, that. If but, you have time to rest, you're not yeah. really working I, to your I potential. do do that. Like I'm now like I have... I am done working for today yeah. and then I mean it. Yeah. yeah. And like I watched like, you know, two episodes of you on Netflix and I don't feel like a piece of shit <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. Like I'm really hard on myself. Like I only, like I had a rule for many uh, years that I was only, and I kind of still stick to it, that I'm only allowed to watch TV when I'm eating a meal so that I'm doing two things at once. I'm not just like lounging I'm around. I'm like, oh, that's a great yeah, fucking hack. Entertaining myself, yeah. Every single show that I watch that I don't have to take notes on for a podcast, right. I watch on the elliptical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because wow. I'm like, I'm not allowed to just sit on the couch and relax. Like, you cannot be happy. Now, yeah. Do you think that's you or New York City or maybe a mix of both? It's a mix of both. It's definitely how I was raised too. I would say like if there's the, the only like... uh piece of construction constructive criticism I have about my my parents because I think they did like honestly like just <laughs> hearing stories about other people's parents I'm like wow I really hit the jackpot yeah here. like damn I'm like they never fingered me so yay <laughs> um but uh yeah no that just like it was it was almost like growing up in an Asian household I always say like uh-huh. there's we we were always striving for perfectionism to the point where I got I I worked so hard for a B in math um and I got an A and everything else but I didn't work for those A's those A's came easily to me and I worked my ass off to get a B in like algebra and uh like my parents treated me like I had a learning disability for getting a B yeah yeah I I understand that I have a very hardcore father who and and I don't I I think I I actually think I have a learning disability when it comes to math and he would just sit there and be like I don't understand why you don't get it yeah my dad is patient god bless him but like I mean it's like I'm dealing with a man who got a perfect math SAT score my parents are very like their bond is like education it's a house where like when jeopardy is on like you are fucking quiet mm. you're quiet interesting yeah. what did your parents do uh my my mom uh when i was a kid was a real estate agent and my dad also worked at the same real estate uh, agency but not as a realtor uh prudential shout out and um and then when i was older she went back to school and then became a teacher which she still is to this day and my dad the whole time um since i was born uh, basically owned a uh, owns a sports uh and horror sci-fi collectible store in oh, wow. jersey yeah what yes yeah, so, i never knew this about you mm-hmm, yeah Horse. Oh yeah, because you do like yeah, you're like a costumes person. Yeah, my brother is sure. named after my dad's favorite actor to portray Dracula, Christopher Lee. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. What a twist. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This everyone's is like Boris. Everyone's always like, who? Bella Lugosi? And I'm like, no, 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 Christopher Lee. <laughs> <laughs> like that was Bella wasn't his favorite. <laughs> so so was the breakup your your I'm a New Yorker moment or was there a separate moment where you were like, holy shit, this is it? Um, I don't I don't know. I always I really always kind of feel, even to this day as a Jersey girl, I never describe myself as a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say I've lately you know, lived here for 16, 17 years, but I still so I, I'm like really proud to be from New Jersey. Yeah, um, so many legends come from New Jersey. Yeah. It's crazy. I like it. I feel like it made me who I am. And I feel like when people move to New York, they're so quick to like shit on their past. Yeah, sure. And like for me, especially someone who has like such mixed culture, uh, like to me, like my ethnicity is like New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, and I only changed my ID like like last year. And I like I had to because I was like buying property, but like and, until then I had a New Jersey idea ID for years and years oh, and years, wow. and I yeah. didn't want to I didn't want to let go of it. 
like, Jersey girl. I would, like, the- go back <laughs> to, like, renew it and stuff and, and, and vote and everything. But, yeah. So you feel a special kinship, like, going back there and stuff. You yeah. It made me who I am. I mean, listen, I can't be there for more, for more than, like, three days. <laughs> but I love it. I appreciate it. I think, like, people make fun of it for being boring. I'm like, it is. But it's, like, that's why a lot of, like, good artists come out of New Jersey. Because yeah. we're so fucking bored. We have to, like, cut up a refrigerator box to entertain ourselves. Sure. And it builds character. I agree with that. Like, have yeah. you ever gone to Denver? There's so much to do there. No one has a personality. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I have true. a beard and a snowboard. What more do you want from me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so hot, and then you and then you talk to the men, and you're like, this is t- this is this went so badly. Yeah, this is that's Canada, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of. I was in Winnipeg, and I was like trying. I was you like were in Winnipeg. Yeah, and I was it was uh, snowy, and I love a winter wonderland. Yeah, and I was like asking about real estate prices because you ever you'll go on the road and like you build a new life for yourself, yeah. and you're like, oh, I yeah. could own two mansions oh, yeah. in Winnipeg. Oh yeah. Two, I I was like I started referring to myself as the queen of Winnipeg. <laughs> it's like buying people things. Oh my God. I loved it. I thought it was so beautiful. It is beautiful. And like yeah. the comedy club that we were working at, like the, the manager was kind of hot and I was like, I'm sure I could convince him to break up with his girlfriend. Oh, a million percent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my brother lives in Edmonton, so. Okay. Yeah. 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 You, you get it. Yeah. 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 Canada is um, beautiful, boring, safe. I love the Nordic spas you have too, the outdoor, the oh outdoor winter God. spas. Have oh. you ever been into a Nordic spa? No. It's fucking incredible. Because I love spas, but I love winter and it's combining my best. Like oh. I'll, I would be in the polar bear club. <clears throat> I can't, I go into freezing cold water in a bathing suit and Christina's like, what are you doing? No, my that comedy is, partner. Yeah. I fucking love winter. Yeah, so me too. Hard. Aren't we at a spa to keep warm? I <laughs> no, I, no, I don't want to be warm. You like to be warm a little too much. I like to be Come hot. wants to be in yeah. the sun. It's I don't know bizarre. what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because well, we're Israeli from? desert culture. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think so. But I, yeah, I need to be in air conditioning. When she said that she was going to shows at a meat locker, yeah. I was like, I want to get booked there. Yeah. yeah, I love the cold. I really, oh. I'd rather be cold than hot any day of the week. Thank you. Yeah. A million percent. I've, I've performed yeah. in a comedy club and it's been too hot in the club and they've had a full walk-in freezer yeah. and I've spent some time in there just to cool off. <laughs> well, as if it's hot, I can't think. Uh, the cold air really helps me focus. Like when I'm yes. walking down the streets, even when it's bitter cold, Cold, burning my face, I go. I've never th- seen life so clearly. <laughs> I feel alive. Yeah, as a, as a sober person, one of my only joys beyond coffee and sex. Who even knows with sex anymore? <laughs> is bicycling through. <laughs> The winter time. That's your high dead baby. of night alone yeah. listening to music, okay. just being like, I'm feeling it. Maybe you yeah. shouldn't tell our listeners that. <laughs> alone, yes. dark. I can't hear. I can't hear. I've lost one of my senses. Somebody take me out. <laughs> I'm praying for it. You'll be doing me uh, a favor. I'm always cold. I have turned on the oven and just like stuck my butt in it. You're disgusting. No. Just to get hot. I mean, in the morning, on a cold winter morning, I do uh, make the water scalding hot hot and just rinse my hands yes. under it and it warms the whole body and I love a heated floor like in a ski sure. lodge I know you yes. ski oh god yeah. yes I went once I have not stopped talking about it for three years it's incredible I mean number one the fact that I didn't break my legs and I learned how to ski at like 31 yeah, is that's crazy that's very I was like asking asking my little cousins because they've been skiing their whole life but I loved it so much like oh I'm like I, and I just keep like keeping tabs on because like when you grow up in New Jersey um, only rich people ski yes right. yes and it's really? a rich people thing anywhere it's, it's but there's a ton of ski well, resorts like, in Jersey and Pennsylvania like the, you know the, it just wasn't something my family did really? I mean like we played we played sports but like basketball that kind of those right. kind of sports just like skiing was not a thing the only person in my family who skis is my aunt and that's because like the guy she married was into that right yeah I used to snowboard in a t-shirt <laughs> 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Like just because it's like there's a lot of things you're doing and I would get hot and everyone would yell at me and they'd be like, you're going to get sick. And I would know you get hot skiing when you're because you put on all the gear and you think you're going to be a lot colder than you are. And then as the day goes on, you're taking pieces off right and left. I like to smoke weed and ski. um, And I'm also a very fast skier. I've been skiing since I was I've broken my arm and leg skiing. So I'm like a reckless motherfucker. I don't know how people smoke or drink. Like the the fact that skiing and drinking go hand in hand is crazy to me. Get ripped and run into a tree. Oh, my God. Exactly. I think of Sunny Bono (laughs) all the time. And then remember. Remember um, who, oh, well, Natasha, the one who was oh, in she Ro- fell. Rocky yeah. and Bullwinkle, yeah. she was like out of her mind bleeding from the head and they're like, oh, I guess we should send someone over. I love, it's the great Canadian <laughs> way. It's a lodge. <laughs> God. Yeah, we covered so many wonderful bases yes. on this pod. I love it. Um, Corinne, where can people find you, follow you? I mean, I uh, hope you know her. She's, yeah. She's a pod goddess. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have Guys We Fucked, uh, the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast with Christina Hutchinson. The archive lives on iTunes for free, almost six years worth of episodes but if you wanted to get to know the new us it's on luminary which is great it's only 4.99 yeah. a month now so you know pay us for our so work many good shows really good shows lena dunham russell brand a lot of good content and then i have a new podcast with joe de rosa uh, called without a country where we examine oh, yeah. controversial news stories from the perspective of the extreme uh, left and the extreme right me and joe are both uh, liberals gone rogue and then we try to find some sanity in the middle Everyone is welcome. No one will be canceled. It's very fun. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, and that's at the stand every Tuesday at 930. And on social media, I'm at Philanthropy Gal. It's tongue in cheek. Please don't think that I think I'm like amazing like that. <laughs> I think I'm amazing, but not because of that. Well, we've um, all been on Guys We Fucked. You guys yes. are incredible hosts. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you all find our episode. It's uh, very easy to find. It's such a fun podcast. You guys are so You gross. three all had great episodes. Oh, yes. oh thank you. And, I'm, yeah. and, I, and I'm, I was looking around because I'm like, no, no clunkers. <laughs> no clunkers. We're a clunk-free zone here at Only in New York. No, truly, this is a powerhouse podcast. When I saw that pop on on my Instagram, I go, watch out, world. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll share this show if you like it. You know how to do that. Follow Tracy. You can follow me at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. And you can check out my upcoming tour dates at TracyCarnazzo.com and my other two podcasts, Teen Mom Trash Talk and 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. Tracy. Yeah. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Andrea Comedy 69. I am single and lonely. <laughs> Slide into my DMs. Uh, you can follow me at Andrea Comedy on Twitter. I don't know. I just want someone to talk to. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> come down. Uh, I have a podcast called Keith and the Girl. We'll be running a podcast for 15 years in March. At Hemda on social media, at Keith and the Girl, also for the podcast. Share all the shows that you like. If it's not ours, it's somebody else's. Make yeah. sure that people know the stuff that you like, and then you'll have a lot of stuff to of talk about. Of course. And if you guys are listening and you love what you hear, please make sure you're going to iTunes and giving us a five star rating and an amazing review telling us exactly what you love about the podcast. We love you. Only in New York. <laughs> 